Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Third Eye Unblind. I'm super excited that you decided to join me again to talk about North Nodes and astrology. But before we dive into that, just keep in mind that coming up on January 13th, we have our first new moon of the year in Capricorn. New moons are a perfect time to set new intentions for the upcoming moon cycle and really just take a breather. So Capricorn is bringing its own energy into this new moon uh, by showing us how we can be useful to society. Capricorn tends to be disciplined, um, very practical, and it's also a cardinal sign. And cardinal signs tend to be the types to lead the charge usually into new territory and new projects and adventures. So with all that being said, maybe you want to set intentions around a new project, um, Or maybe you want to set the intention of having the discipline to see something through. Maybe your New Year's resolution. Who knows? You have to choose what intention speaks for you. So yeah, just be on the lookout on my Instagram this week for some new moon ritual tips and some new moon in Capricorn affirmations. Also, side note, I just want to say that I feel so good about this podcast. I am really feeling some inner peace around just like coming and sitting at this mic. So just a tidbit about me. I have been on the spiritual journey, as you know, for a while now, and I've been trying to find myself and trying to find just my path to my North Node. And I started a YouTube and it was connected to my other Instagram, which was also connected to a lot of people from, you know, my church life and, you know, a lot of people who are just very ignorant about, uh, you know, spirituality, witchcraft, herbalism, yoga, meditation, all of that stuff. And I just felt like my message was so fragmented because my audience was so fragmented. And I found myself constantly struggling with content because I was trying to appease to literally everyone. And needless to say, it was impossible. So honestly, at this point, I just woke up this morning and I felt inspired. So I just got up and sat at this mic And now I'm recording this episode and I didn't have to get all pretty. I am still halfway in pajamas and my hair's not done. (laughs) And I just love this. I love this so much. And I can't wait to give you guys absolutely everything I have because that's how we do it here at Third Eye Unblind. Okay, so getting back to astrology. As I mentioned last week, I wanted to talk to you guys about the nodes today um, in your birth chart and why you should be personally invested in your own. So first of all, before I move along, I want you to look up your full birth chart really quickly if you haven't already, uh, because you'll find your north node in your birth chart, and it will be really good for you to have this information right in front of you for this conversation. So this point on your chart... It's not a planet or anything. It's actually a calculation of where the moon's orbit around the Earth's intersects with... No, I messed up already. Okay. It is where the moon's orbit around the Earth intersects with the sun's orbit around the ecliptic. And you totally don't have to remember that. Like, I can barely remember how to say it. I just have it, like, on my notes next to me. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, no, I just like to regurgitate whatever information I have for you all. So if that's useful for you, then by all means, go ahead and run with it. But I just want to clarify that there's tons of information all over the internet about astrology in general. And depending on what type of astrology any given person is speaking to, their interpretations might be slightly different. So just keep that in mind. So for the interpretation of how to apply the lessons of the nodes, I'm personally going to be referencing traditional Vedic astrology. And in this ancient Indian culture, the nodes of the moon are connected to this myth of a dragon who was jealous of the planets because they were immortal. So this dragon goes to drink the nectar of immortality um, to become like these planets, and he gets caught. So as punishment, he was basically cut in half. And the head is now referred to as Rahu, which re- corresponds to your north node. And the tail is Ketu, which corresponds to your south node. So if you hear the words Rahu and Ketu thrown around when you're researching north nodes and south nodes, that's what it's referring to. Also, it's super important to know before we move on that your north nodes and south nodes will always be opposite signs and opposite houses. So for example, if your north node is in Gemini, then your south node is automatically going to be in Sagittarius and so on and so on for all the other signs. Okay, so what is this all about? Because that was a kind of long backstory, right? So, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm like so excited about this. So your north nodes again, are points on your chart of karmic imbalance. And the reason why it is an imbalance is not because some of the modern astrology theories that you have to move completely away from your south node to get to your north node. That's not it at all. But it's because this is more about where you can learn to balance um, the opposite energies from the nodes to then create a more harmonic balance where there otherwise was imbalance. So your south node represents skills achieved. If you believe in past lives, then these are the skills you possessed in your past life that you now comfortably possess in this life. But basically, at the end of the day, they are the traits and skills that come most naturally to you. And you have to be careful because falling back on what you're most comfortable with can ultimately leave you lacking and wanting more from life because you've completely ignored untapped potential. Now, on the other hand, your north node represents a couple of things. So it represents challenges that you'll face in life. It represents for some people discomfort, but it can also represent passion and um, also it can tend to grow into an unhealthy obsession if we are not careful. So if you think about the dragon, it was obsessed with immortality and ended up basically getting hacked to death. And also that's where you get the idea of these two dueling extremes. So a lot of people today claim that you need to completely abandon your south node um, and give yourself over to your north node. But honestly, that doesn't make any sense to me because if all of those lessons were bad from your south node per se, um, then like why would you have spent a whole past life dedicated to learning those lessons? Exactly. 
So this is why the the duality of the opposite signs calls us to find that balance and find that sweet spot between the two. Another super important tip is that depending on what house your north nodes are in, that will determine the area of life you will see this dynamic play out. Um, But the signs will give you an idea of the general traits that you need to develop in this lifetime in order to face these challenges, I guess you can say, like in the most ideal way. So your north node is uncomfortable. It's unfamiliar, but it's a point on your chart where you can find incredible passion and drive. And I can personally speak to this out of experience uh, because me embracing the lessons of my North Node is what landed me here today. So I'm extremely passionate about where I am right now, and I couldn't be happier. Actually, I could be a little bit happier, but, you know, we're getting there. (laughs) So if you're at a place right now in your life where you're finding yourself perpetually unhappy and stagnant, you might want to dig into your North Node to see where you can channel some of that transformative energy that's trying to manifest itself in you. Um, Honestly, you can dig so deeply into the nodes. Uh, There's just so much out there that can be said about them, but I really wanted to dig into my personal North Node so that you can see an example of how this plays out and understand basically how, again, I got here. Okay, so as I said before, my North Node is in the sign of Scorpio, and it is in the first house. So the first house is the house of self. It houses the ego, uh, your outward identity, and how you present yourself to the world and how the world also perceives you. Thus, my North Node, by default, had the most to do with my sense of self, my individuality, and, and my identity. Now, the reason why this is so difficult is because Scorpio is a deeply transformative sign, and it is by no means traditional or attached to the material realm. Um, And like I mentioned earlier, your North Node is where you face challenge and discomfort. And I mean, you guys heard you know, my backstory, you heard the first episode and, you know, I was raised in a super strict and, um, you know, just restrictive environment. So this is definitely a certain level of discomfort for me on this journey, uh, trying to bring in the lessons from my North node. So like I said before, your North and South nodes are opposite each other. So that lands my South node in Taurus, in the seventh house, the house of long-term relationship, romantic, familial, like friendships, and um, and definitely like professional relationships too, um, that will fall under the seventh house also. Um, And I realized that Taurus influences my south node in two main ways. And those two main ways are basically finding absolute comfort in self-reliance and material security. So as I was meditating and reflecting on how this dynamic plays out in my life, I came to the conclusion that I really wish I actually hadn't uncovered because this shit is hard, but I came to the conclusion 
that the duality and the difference between my two nodes is a matter of where I find this comfort. So I'll start out with the material aspect and the lessons I've learned there. So my Taurus South Node has made me extremely good at being self-reliant and trusting myself to provide. You know, I know how to make money. I know how to get out there and work. I know how to grind. I know how to provide for myself. But the methods that I used to do all of that, those were all based on the old-fashioned standards that I was brought up under. So I never got a pat on the back for maybe wanting to indulge in the arts, but I did get a pat on the back when I got a job at a news station and all of a sudden thought that I was going to be the next Oprah because that was, you know, this bright yellow brick road to a bunch of dollar signs and notoriety and accolades from people who don't even know me. But I wrestled with this for so long because Taurus isn't really a sign to go against the grain much, right? Um, You know, because there's so much safety in knowing the way that things have always been and typical standards are, you know, proven to be an effective safety net. So Taurus doesn't naturally want to go against that because it's about finding that security in the material world. Taurus tends to be a collector, um, to surround itself with things, material things. I mean, on the bright, I mean, on the other side, you have Scorpio, which is not like that at all. It's more concerned with the intangible and the spiritual. Scorpio North Node also brings us into um, a life of spiritual awakening. It's about the connection to the universe, the divine, um, spiritual fulfillment, um, these deep connections. Uh, Scorpio likes mystery and shadow and everything about life that is not really visible to the naked eye. Because remember, we're bringing in opposite energies at this point. So Scorpio is usually, it is about confronting those things that are traditionally viewed as scary um, and kind of bringing a different light and a different energy into those things that everybody thinks are so scary. So going into the second way that my South Node influences my life, um, it also ties in, this also ties into the idea of heavy self-reliance too. And it's funny because having that independent Taurus energy in the house of relationship has almost created this oxymoron in my life. You know, relationship is there to teach us that we don't have to be self-reliant. But I've grown up in this environment of, you know, relationships and the closest relationships I've had making me feel like it's not okay to be 100% me. So I clam up and I shut down and I only rely on myself and I go within to find that emotional security. And I alienate people that way because 
That's what my shadow and my wounded inner child kind of wants. It wants me to shy away because there's fear of never being good enough. Um, There's this fear of not measuring up, of, you know, somehow not being useful. My individuality to me has not always felt useful. And this also kind of is foreshadowing another episode I'm doing on Chiron and how mine is in Virgo, which so makes sense that my greatest wound is also my greatest lesson in life. But I can't go too deep into that because we'll literally be on here for hours. Um, Not that I would mind, but you guys might mind. (laughs) So anyways, that's why my North Node is about this radical identity with it being in the first house and also with it being accompanied by a Scorpio stellium in the first house. Um, I need to learn how to integrate the specialness and the incredible genius of my personal identity, um, of my soul's thumbprint, and being who I am, and you know, being who the universe created me to be. It's about integrating this into my relationships and allowing myself to find those communities that give me the security to constantly transform into greater parts of myself. I still, I just want to clarify, like, I still feel like it's important to provide yourself. Absolutely. It's 100% okay to want money, to want comfort, and, you know, to want a big house and to want a big family. But that does not have to come from traditional ways of attaining those things. But this journey is teaching me that I can find comfort in the right communities and the right partnerships. I need to find those people who understand that it is totally plausible for me to immerse myself into sharing my spiritual gifts with the world while also be bawling. To the point where I am literally funneling money into things like charities and my family and new projects, I can manifest the balance of radical individuality and identity with fruitful long-term relationships. That is me manifesting that right now for my life moving forward. And I kind of hear my spirit guide telling me that. I need to open up to you guys a little more and I would be doing you all a disservice by not telling this story about my career and my career struggles and how this has played into this entire storyline. So I was talking to Bay this morning and I was just telling him about the issues that I'm having with my current job. So as of right now, I work at a pharmaceutical company. Of all places, I would choose a pharmaceutical company to work for, Um, but I have been so overtaken with sadness as of late because I hate my day-to-day job. I feel as though every part of this job goes against who I am as a person and what I really want to be doing with my life. And granted, I did start this career before 
my massive awakening. So I've been here for a little bit over a year now. And over the course of 2020, I've been learning so much about myself and what I believe. I am having a really hard time waking up every morning and just doing my job. I every day have to emotionally manipulate people into buying a product um, or using a product for their patients that if I hadn't spoken to them, they might not have used. If they had relied on their own intuition, they might not have used that product. Um, I do have my own reservations about Western medicine. I am more of a preventative medicine type of girl. It's so hard. I have a very interesting relationship with medicine at this point, but I feel like that's a topic for another podcast. Anyways, I've always had issues with my career and my career choices. I started out in news because, again, I thought I was going to be the next Oprah. Hated it. It was a totally toxic environment that wasn't for me. And so in a fit of passion, I decided to save up 10 grand and just devote myself to full-time job hunting because I was working from 3 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. every day and I just was not my best self for interviews. So anyways, I ended up getting a job within two weeks at Enterprise, the rental company. And while I did make some great relationships there, it I mean, let's be serious. It was not the place for me. I have a bad habit of making emergency switches in terms of career choices because I keep on picking these career choices that have nothing to do with who I'm supposed to be as a person. And I've been totally running in the wrong direction. Um, yeah, I've been just relying so much on my South Node. And I was thinking today while I was talking to Bay on the phone and Taurus governs over the throat. And it makes so much sense because I've been so overly reliant with the way I decided to leave, lead my life thus far. I've been so overly reliant on the methods of my South Node and I blocked my ability to be able to speak my truth. My throat chakra is lacking because I am just now finding this podcast and this uh, medium that allows me to be able to speak my truth finally. And so the fact that I'm here, the fact that I am recording this episode, and then I have to, you know, go back to a job that shuts me back down. It's sending me into a tizzy. My nervous system doesn't know what the hell to do with me right now. But yeah, basically that's where I need to learn to put my security in things that I otherwise have never found security in because it quote unquote doesn't pay the bills. But that's a lie. That's a very low vibrational misconception about the value of living an awakened life. So yeah, I hope I helped somebody out there understand the value of looking into your nodes and maybe inspired 
somebody to take a deeper look at their birth chart. There's just so much to astrology that's so helpful in our everyday lives. And that's what this channel is all about. It's all about bringing the loftiness of things like astrology and witchcraft and spirituality into our lives in practical and useful ways. Because this is how I was able to step into the ancestral power that was waiting for me all along. So tune in next week for a list of important beginner witch tips that I wish that I knew when I was first beginning. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at third eye unblind pod. Until then, do your shadow work and keep it pushing.